Some say hospitality has become a lost art in a time when we're more apt to text than call. And the idea of knocking on your neighbor's door to borrow a cup of sugar is an anomaly. It's easy to feel disconnected and alone. I'm Monica Kelly with Air One. Christian Schell, the author of The Turquoise Table, Finding Community and Connection in Your Own Front Yard, felt that frustration. She wanted a similar type of community that she'd experienced while she was an exchange student in France, one filled with laughter and camaraderie that centered around the kitchen table. When a delivery man left a picnic table in her front yard, Kristen had what she calls an aha moment. What would it be like if she left the table there, painted it turquoise, and tried to love her neighbors? One moment and perhaps one cup of coffee at a time. Hi, Kristen. Hi, how are you? I'm great, thank you. So tell us a little bit about the concept of the turquoise table. How did this all get started? Well, first of all, it's an ordinary picnic table, just like you've seen, you know, everywhere. Just a plain old picnic table that I painted turquoise because it's my favorite color, and put in my front yard in the hopes of bringing people together in just a simple and easy kind of old-fashioned way. It actually was born out of frustration. Frustration because I didn't know my neighbors. Frustration because I felt like, you know, we were moving at such a fast pace that we didn't take time to slow down, and I needed an answer seems like the turquoise table was it. You literally, you had tables delivered to your house. You decided to paint one turquoise. And then what? Did you just start inviting friends over? Tell me, like, how did that morph into... I mean, it weird, right? So there was this desire, you know, like I wanted to have people over, but my house was always a mess or I always felt like I needed to cook a dinner or do something. And so I was sort of in a situation where I was like, well, a month of Sundays would go by and I still hadn't done anything. And so I was having a party with a friend and I needed some extra seating. And so that's why I ordered the picnic tables. And so when they arrived, the delivery guy left one of them out in the front yard because it was heavy. And so when I went out there to help him and tell him where to put them, It was like this aha moment. It was like, what if? What if I left this table there, this ordinary, you know, picnic table in my front yard, which I know sounds a little crazy, but what if I left it in my front yard? And what if we were just to kind of do life out there, like ordinary things like eating dinner, pizza on paper plates, you know, school homework? What if we were just to move them out front into our front yard it would give us the opportunity to invite a neighbor to stop for five minutes and join us. And it was just this whim. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I did it. And it's kind of become a thing. First of all, I love your idea of, because we all want to entertain, or at least we have the idea, like, wouldn't it be fun to have friends over? And then you think about the daunting task of doing all the cleanup and, you know, making your house sparkle and you're trying to live life at the same time. So, Having the table out in front makes it a lot easier. Did you go around and literally knock on your neighbor's doors and invite them over? Right. And I mean, literally, it's the greatest hospitality hack of all time, you know, because, I mean, it's not hard to have people over to a picnic table. The very first day I put it out there, I went out and I was nervous because I thought this is a little bold, you know, to sit out at a bright turquoise picnic table smack dab in the center of your front yard. But I went out and I took a bunch of stuff with me because I wanted to look busy. So I had my journal and some mail and just, you know, things to make me look like I was being out there on purpose. Mm -hmm. But I 
could not believe it within, I think it was like three minutes, a neighbor walked by who I had never seen before. I'd never seen her at the grocery store. I'd never seen her, you know, in the neighborhood. She initiated the conversation. She said, I love the idea of this table. It's so welcoming. And I said, well, come talk to me for a minute. Turns out she lives three doors down from me. And at the time, she and her husband had been in the neighborhood for almost 20 years. My husband and I had been in our home for almost 10, and we'd never, never crossed paths. And three houses down. And so now I can't imagine Susan not being part of our life. And it started so small and so whimsical. Literally, she was out on a walk. And it gave me the courage to show up again. That is so extraordinary. I love it. Now, you had something happen when you were 16 where you got to go overseas and you were a little bit worried about going. And then what happened? Well, yes. Oh, my goodness. So I was flunking French in high school. And so, I mean, I tried everything. My parents helped me get tutors and, you know, tried going to be a big F on my high school transcript. And so... I ended up going on an immersion program to France. Obviously, I didn't speak the language. I had never been very far, much less on an airplane overseas before. But I went, and remarkably, the most incredible thing that happened was time around the dinner table. Even like the second night that I was there, I remember sitting around the dinner table with the host family that I was with. I remember sitting there and just knowing that I belonged and that despite the language difference, despite the cultural difference, even as a stranger in a foreign land, like it was gregarious and warm and there was a, it it was long. It lasted like two and a half hours and the food was great, but there was something incredible about being at that that table. And the interesting thing is, is that it was every night while I lived there. It wasn't just Sunday. It wasn't just for a holiday. It was every single night for that summer. And I, I was sold, hook, line, and sinker. I was like, I loved that. And that's where I learned to speak the language. So that was really when, you know, in hindsight now I can say that's where God planted the seed for hospitality in my heart and gave me a table experience that I you know, have longed for ever since. Tell me a story that you've experienced since you've started this movement is what it's turned into that has right. really impacted your life as a result of having that beautiful table out in front of your house. It was the middle of the night and I heard an ambulance. I could hear it pulling into the cul-de-sac. So it woke me up. I looked out the window and it was at one of my neighbor's homes. And I panicked because I know her well. She is, lives alone. She's elderly. And so I threw on my, you know, robe and shoes and went over to her house. I just, I knew the way in the back door because mm-hmm. we're neighbors. She was not going to leave to go to the hospital. She needed to. She, they were testing her heart and, and she needed to go to the hospital. She was, there was no way she was leaving her dog, mm. Clyde. So I was like, I'll take Clyde for you. And I had all of her children. You know, I was able to text them in the middle of the night, let them know what was going on so they could check on her mother. When I went, you know what? This is love. It was all those moments that we had had conversations and we had taken time to to share and at that table that led to a moment like that. And it was this sort of beautiful moment of knowing that what we do in our front yard, it matters. It matters deeply. 
and it matters for our community, and I believe it matters to God. Well, it's really amazing to see what God has done with your original concept. I know you have something going on with some nonprofits. Tell us about all those things. So we have some great partnerships locally, just in the central Texas area where I live in Austin. We've partnered with a nonprofit called Rework Project. And Rework is a ministry that employs homeless men and women who are transitioning back into into mainstream society. And so they have ministry work and teach them life skills two days a week, but then three days a week, they are building turquoise tables. We also are super excited to be a partner with Operation Christmas Child, where you can host a shoebox packing party at your turquoise table. And we have a a way for folks to connect with their Operation Christmas Child volunteer in their area. And the volunteer will come and help bring supplies and teach everyone how to do it. And then neighbors can pack these boxes and really minister to children across the world. That is amazing. Just a few things. Just just a few things. Just, just a few things. Global impact, helping the homeless. Just global impact. You know, <laughs> but isn't, isn't that amazing? Like the layers of the story are, you know, when we take an opportunity to say yes to something that God has asked us to do, look what he does. The table isn't the hero of the story. God's people are. I love talking to you, and I'm so excited about just the whole idea of the turquoise table. And Kristen, Shell, thank you so much for being on with us today. Well, I'm delighted, and thank you for having me. If you'd like more information about the turquoise table movement and how you can love your own neighbors well, visit Kristen's website at www.kristenshell.com forward slash the turquoise table. I'm Monica Kelly with Air One. Thanks for listening.